How can Rams head coach Sean McVay put himself among the most elite company in the NFL? That's coming up next. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Rams, as well. You can find me, Travis Rogers, right there under my name on Twitter, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers on Twitter. So go check me out there. We'll tweet about this show. We'll tweet about all the other things that are going on uh, in the world of the Los Angeles Rams and in the world of, of me. So hopefully you uh, will check that out as well. Big shout out to our sponsor of today's show, Get Upside. Before you go get that next gallon of gas, make sure you download the Get Upside app. You're going to start getting cash back right away. All right, so let's get right to it. Let's get right to what we're talking about with Sean McVay. He is on the cusp of doing something that typically takes a lifetime to do. And Sean McVay is going to do it before he turns 37 years old, potentially. Shortly after his 36th birthday, quite honestly. Here's what I'm talking about. There are only a handful of coaches in the NFL that have been to multiple Super Super Bowls, head coaches we're talking about. For the purposes of this discussion, we're going to take Bill Belichick and just put him in a totally different category. He's one of one. Bill Belichick is the most successful NFL coach of all time. He's gone to the Super Bowl nine times. He's won six of those nine trips. He is in a category entirely his own. So put Bill Belichick to the side. If we ever get into Bill Belichick territory, that's a totally different conversation. But right now, Sean McVay just turned 36 years old in January. He's a newly minted 36-year-old head coach, and he's been a head coach in this league for five years. Okay, here's what's on the table for him over the course of the next couple of weeks getting ready for Super Bowl 56. He has a chance to go to his second Super Bowl, or I shouldn't say he has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. He's going to his second Super Bowl in five years as a head coach in the NFL, and he has a chance to win one. Here are the other guys in the league that have been to multiple Super Bowls or have been in the league a long time and are widely considered the best coaches in the NFL. Let's just go through this guy by guy by guy. Let's start with Andy Reid. Andy Reid is 63 years old. Let me say it again. Sean McVay's 36. Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowl three times. Andy Reid has been a head coach in the NFL since 1999. Three times. Sean McVay's been a head coach five years two times. Andy Reid has won one Super Bowl along the way. And this is not to, to, to throw any cold water on Andy Reid's career, which is by any measure terrific. He is widely considered one of the best coaches in the NFL, and for good reason. He's remarkably successful in Philadelphia and Kansas City. Everywhere he's gone, Andy Reid has won a bunch of games. But he's been a head coach in this league since 1999. He's been to three of these. That's 23 seasons. He's been to three of them. Sean McVay's been in this league for five years as a head coach and been to two. And if he can win in a couple of Sundays, he will have as many Super Bowl head coaching wins as Andy Reid. Okay? Let's go to the arguably the next best head coach in the NFL. Let's talk about Mike Tomlin for a second. Again, a terrific head coach by any measure. Mike Tomlin has been a head coach in the NFL since 2007. Okay, it's 2022. Mike Tomlin's 49 years old, still remarkably young. He's on, still on the young side of NFL head coaches, and he's been in it since 07. He's also, uh, what did that be, 13? He turns 50 here in a couple of weeks. So he is 
14 years older than Sean McVay. He's been to the Super Bowl twice. He's one and one. Sean McVay could do in five years what took Mike Tomlin nearly 20 years to get done, 15 years to get done. Does anybody think that Mike Tomlin's not one of the best coaches of his generation? I certainly do. He has been extraordinary since he took over for the Steelers, went to the Super Bowl, won another one. He's 50 years old or very close, and he's one and one. Sean McVay is 36 and is headed to his second Super Bowl with a chance to be one and one. Pete Carroll, in and out of the NFL, but started his NFL head coaching career in 1994. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's 70 years old. Sean McVay is 36 years old. He's been to two Super Bowls, has a chance to be one and one in a couple of weeks. Sean Payton recently left uh, New Orleans. Maybe he'll land somewhere else. Maybe he'll go to TV. We'll, we'll see what Sean Payton is. But again, Sean Payton, widely considered one of the best coaches of his era, was there since 2006. He's 58 years old and is 1-0 in the Super Bowl. Sean McVay is 36 years old and is going to his second Super Bowl in five years. This is how quickly this thing can change if you get the right guy in that spot. And this just isn't he's really good at running his own team. What he's been able to do with his coaching tree is nearly as remarkable. Think about it. When you hear about coaching trees, whose names come to mind? Bill Walsh. Sure. Bill Walsh had been in the in the league forever by the time you started seeing guys pop up here and there and, and, and winning games on their own from the Bill Walsh. Andy Reid is actually part of the Bill Walsh coaching tree if you, if you follow it back far enough, right? Okay. Bill Walsh was around a long time before we started talking about the Walsh coaching tree. Bill Belichick, okay? Bill Belichick. And by the way, that tree has not been a tree that produces a lot of fruit you'd want to eat on it. There's some, but there's not nearly as much as there are in some other ones. Look at Sean McVay. Look at what he's been able to produce in an unbelievably short amount of time. We're talking about Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, who has been to a couple of NFC Championship games in a row in a brand-new head coach. Two for two in NFC Championship games as a head coach. Not a bad start to your NFL career. Now, Aaron Rodgers obviously has a lot to do with that, but he at least learned how to work with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He at least can collaborate with him to a degree where they've had a great deal of success. Maybe not as much as they would have liked, but NFC Championship game is the NFC Championship game. Zach Taylor is going to be on the other side come Super Bowl 56. Zach Taylor is actually another incredibly young head coach. He's only 38 years old. In fact, these two guys will combine for the youngest total age of head coaches in Super Bowl history, 36 and 38. It's pretty young guys. He's the old man in the group. And he, the old man is coming from the young man's tree. We talked about Brandon Staley, who's running the Chargers right now. He went from nowhere to defensive coordinator to the head coach of the Chargers in about the time it takes you to make a can of soup. Sean McVay didn't have anything to do with that. Sean McVay didn't set him up for success uh, across the hall with the Chargers. And I'm not saying that any of these guys aren't worthy of the places that they've achieved. What I'm saying is, is that this just being near Sean McVay gives you a jump start. How about this one? Cliff Kingsbury kind of sort of looks like Sean McVay. They've actually never been together and worked on a staff together, but because, hey, let's go young, handsome, dynamic uh, guy that maybe you didn't think was going to be this guy, but that, let's just try it. Sean McVay got that guy that job just because they kind of look like they might be related in some distant <laughs> capacity. That's the impact that he's had on this team. And if he wins this game coming up on Sunday or two Sundays from now, what are we talking about? We're talking about a guy who will have been a head coach for five years, who will have won a Super Bowl, who will have been to another, who has been to the playoffs four or five years, and whose bad season was a 9-7 and seven season where you're on the right side of 500, who's done it with a couple of different quarterbacks, 
who's done it with a roster that, that we, we talked about this on an earlier edition of Locked on Rams. The roster with this Super Bowl team from the roster from Super Bowl 53 a couple of years ago, with a few exceptions, it's almost an entirely different team. Aaron Donald's still here. Andrew Whitworth is still here. But Robert Woods would have still been here had he been hurt. But he's not here. I mean, he got this team to the Super Bowl without Robert Woods. So Odell Beckham Jr. It's an it's it's Von Miller. It's oh, it's Cooper Cup who was hurt the last time. It's just a totally different group of guys, and here he is. So this isn't just hey, give me a transcendent quarterback. And again, no shade at at, at Mike Tomlin or anybody else. But you know, with Ben Roethlisberger, you're going to go back over and over and over again with Tom Brady. Not enough said. He's done it with two different guys. He's taken two different quarterbacks to the Super Bowl in four years. Not a lot of guys have done it. Now, all of this is predicated on him being able to win the Super Bowl here in a couple. If he doesn't, we're going to be having a, a different conversation. Not that he's not successful, not that he hasn't done an incredible job, but, hey, what's the disconnect in not being able to finish the show? What's the disconnect? The last one, new guy, Bill Belichick. Okay, that's not the case coming up here uh, in Super Bowl 56. Zach Taylor is a new guy. The Cincinnati Bengals do not have a long pedigree of going to the Super Bowl. They've been a couple of times, but it's been a long time since they've been in this. The Rams are kind of the old men in this one, so they got to be prepared to do it. But that's how close he is to doing some just extraordinary things as a head coach in this league in an incredibly short period of time. All right, so coming up next, I want to talk about the star players in this game. The Rams obviously have a few more guys that are headliners, you know, superstars, so to speak. But let's talk quarterback-wide receiver combos coming up next. But first, let me talk to Rams fans because – if you are a Rams fan, it's very likely that you are here in Southern California, and that means you spend a whole bunch of time in your car, and that means you spend a whole bunch of time at the gas station filling up. It is expensive. Gallons of gas are outrageous. This is why you got to get the Get Upside app. It's free. Go to the App Store. Go to your Google Play Store. Enter the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Once you put that Get Upside app on your phone, and you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. That means no more full price at the pump. You know how much you drive. You know how much I drive. If you live in and around Southern California, really anywhere, you're probably driving a lot, and gas is crazy expensive. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want. Your bank account, PayPal, e-gift cards, whatever you got. Some people who are driving a lot make as much as two or $300 a year cash back, but you don't get any of it if you don't sign up, right? Get the free Get Upside app. Don't forget the touchdown promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank that's code touchdown and we're here it's super week it's brought to you by get upside and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the locked on nfl podcast locked on nfl locked on Bengals, and locked on rams will be in la all week covering the big game okay so let's talk about that star matchup that we were mentioning a uh, a second ago so let's start with this let's start with the quarterback and the wide receiver comparison because obviously those are the guys that we're going to spend most of our time looking at and thinking about and we know the offensive line defensive line secondary special teams all that very very important but come on man quarterbacks and wide receivers right this is where it's at these are the guys that throw the touchdowns catch the touchdowns and this is where most of our attention is going to be set up you heard me say this uh, yesterday on Locked on Rams. You should subscribe to Locked on Rams. That's a very good idea. That way you catch up every single day. It's 20, it's 25 minutes, maybe a half an hour. We got everything you need to know about your team. But let's start with what I said a couple of days ago, which is I'm scared of the Bengals because Joe Burrow was one of those guys that just seems to kind of get it. Do you see what he said the other day about being an underdog in the Super Bowl? And, and he said something along the lines of, yeah, it feels pretty good to be the underdog. We only had to beat the best team in there, the second best team in the AFC twice 
He knows how to run his mouth. He does it in the perfect amount of arrogance and confidence that I absolutely love from this guy. So he's a real deal. Jamar Chase is a real deal. So let's compare those two guys with what we got going on with the Rams. Just playoff games, right? Let's just, how are we playing right now? How have we been playing lately? How did we get to this point to begin with? Both of these guys have played three games. Matthew Stafford has completed 72% of his passes and a clean 72 out of 100. Joe Burrow, very, very close. 75 out of 109 for 69%. So that one's just about a wash. They're picking about the same amount of attempts. They're completing about the same amount of passes. Yardage, a little bit better for Matthew Stafford, just over 900, and Joe Burrow just under 850. So a little bit of an advantage to Matthew Stafford there. This next number is where it gets very, very interesting. And I think this next number is going to tell a big story about what we're talking about once we get a little bit closer to the Super Bowl and what the expectations are going to be like for the two quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford in three playoff games has thrown six touchdown passes and only been intercepted once, and I can live with the interception that he threw. Right, The interception that he threw was a ball that was on the goal line. I, I get it. You don't want to throw interceptions in the in the red zone. It's Cooper Cup. He's trying to get some momentum going. He's trying to force one in there. He's trying to get a play, trying to get that place rocking, gets tipped up in the air, gets broken up, gets intercepted. Jimmy Ward's like got a rabbit's foot lodged in his ear or something when it comes to picking off Matthew Stafford, his third Stafford interception of the season, the only three that he had. I can live with it. Six touchdown passes, one interception. Maybe not a great one, but one you can live with. Okay, not a problem. Joe Burrow, four for two. So he's giving you about one and change a game, and he's giving you about an interception a game. I don't love that ratio if I'm a Bengals fan. I don't love that ratio uh, it's because, and, and by the way, a lot of these are really not even his fault because of the next number I'm about to give you. He's under a tremendous amount of pressure. In three games, Matthew Stafford's been sacked five times. One and change a game, right? Not a big deal. It's the NFL. They're going to get back there every once in a while. Those guys get paid too, right? 12 sacks. Joe Burrow's been sacked 12 times in three games. Now, we know that the vast majority of those came against Tennessee, but what are we talking about with the Rams? What are we talking about? What's the best part of the Rams' defense? It's their pass rush. It's their ability to go get the quarterback. It's their ability to create all sorts of havoc when they know you have to pass. If the Rams get a lead, this could get very, very lopsided very quickly. If it stays close, then the Bengals can do what they do. They can hammer Mixon. The Rams have struggled with that against some other teams along the way. But if they have to chase points, if the Rams can go out and score a couple of touchdowns or, or put up you know 10 points or whatever it might be early in the game, and they got a chase, and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and all those guys, Von Miller, can go do what they want, Whew, we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. Let's go to the wide receivers, both of them three games, right? Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, three games each. Cooper Cup, 25 catches, Jamar Chase, 20. Advantage Rams. Yardage, 386 to 279. So over 100-yard advantage to Cooper Cup. Touchdowns, how does four grab you for Cooper Cup? Four in three games. When everybody in the building knows that that's where the ball is going to go in big situations, four touchdowns in three games? Oh, okay, sure. Jamar Chase, one touchdown. And that's not even saying anything bad about him. That's just, he's had one. That's, you know, you're not going to get one every game unless apparently you're Cooper Cup and you're going to get more than one a game. And first downs, three games against both of these guys have excelled in this. Jamar Chase has caught uh, a pass for a first down 13 times in three games. Cooper Cup's done it 14 times. So if you go down this, what is this? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine different categories that we've talked about. The Rams lead in all nine. This means one of two things. None of this means anything, which I don't think is true, or 
it means that the Rams have some advantages. And I get it. There's going to be more than two players out there. But if you start going down secondary wide receivers, Higgins or Beckham, who do you like? Okay. At worst, it's a push. I don't think it is. I think I'd rather have Odell with the way that he's been playing. Running back, maybe a slight advantage to Cincinnati at this point because Cam Akers has got a little bit of the fumble bug. But you got Akers, you got Michelle, you got some opportunities there. Maybe tight ends, both of them kind of up in the air at this point with some injury situations. But once you start going down the biggest names, defensive players, well, it's all Rams at that point, right? Well, who, who was it talking about? It was, it was George Kittle from the 49ers who was saying after the NFC Championship game, when you look at the Rams, you, you look over there, it's nothing but names you recognize. It is, it is a veritable all-star team, a Pro Bowl team of players. It doesn't mean they're going to win. It means they have a lot of good players. I'm incredibly excited to see what it looks like, and I'm incredibly excited to see if Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup can continue to do what they do. If the Bengals are going to win, the Burrow-Chase combination is going to have to be what we talked about the other day, which is a little Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Like maybe you're a little ahead of schedule. Maybe everybody didn't expect to be here quite this quickly. We'll see. They're certainly talented enough to do it. Okay, coming up next, as I mentioned, I want to talk about where the Rams' biggest advantage might lie heading into Super Bowl 56. That, of course, is up front on that defensive line. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game coming up here in just a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And by the way, we know football's ending here in a little bit. We get it. We get it. Bet Online has up to the minute info on. Pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. And rock auto, right? Is there ever a bad time to save money? Is there ever a bad time to save time? This is where rock auto is going to help you do both of those things, right? You can go spend more money. You can go spend more of your time. You can get looked at cross-eyed by the guy in the brick and mortar place. Go online and check it out at rockauto.com. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car, right? Go check out all the different things they have to make your car run, look, sound better, all of the things you need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution that you need for all of your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us? You heard about us on Locked On, right? Put that in the box so that we know they know that we sent you there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It is rockauto.com. Okay, so we were talking about it with uh, Joe Burrow, right? That he got sacked 12 times in just the three playoff games, nine of them coming against Tennessee and what they were able to do. Now, they still won. Cincinnati still won the game, so it's not a guarantee, but Tennessee doesn't have Aaron Donald. Tennessee doesn't have Vaughn Miller. Tennessee doesn't have Leonard Floyd and the guys that the Rams have that are able to get after the quarterback the way that they do. This is how good Aaron Donald is. Aaron Donald has the best win percentage of any interior lineman in the entire NFL. The best, number one. It's also the lowest win percentage of his entire career getting into the Super Bowl. That's how good he is, that he's still better than everybody else, and yet the win percentage for him personally is the lowest it's been in quite some time. That's how good of a football player Aaron Donald is. The right side of that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has been a turnstile. 
right? <laughs> and and by the way, some of those turnstiles you run into at airports or subways or wherever else you might go, sometimes you'll hit that thing and it'll kind of stop you and get the bruise on your hip. And you're thinking, I hope nobody saw that. I hope the security camera didn't see me run into that thing at full speed and stop me dead in my tracks. That thing might be a better impediment to getting where you want to go than some of the things that are going on on the right side of the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. So what have the Rams been really good at so far this season? Once Von Miller figured out his role on this team, once he kind of understood the lay of the land with the Rams, we've seen what he's been capable of. He's just getting sack after sack after sack. Who was in on the final play of the game against San Francisco? Who were the two guys that had their hands all over Jimmy G? Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Now, they didn't rack up a bunch of sacks that night. In fact, they didn't rack up any, but what they were there when it mattered most. And San Francisco, pretty good job of keeping them away from Jimmy G. That's not the strength of the Cincinnati Bengals. So what they've been able to do with Vaughn Miller is they put him on the same side as Aaron Donald a lot. So you have two guys on one side. Let's imagine that line that gave up nine sacks to Joe Burrow, or should say to the Tennessee Titans against Joe Burrow. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller on the same side of the offensive line. Now what? Now what do you do? And then on the other side, you got Leonard Floyd, who has been fantastic for the Rams this season. And you've got problems up front because both Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines have been very, very good in the mid. Gaines in particular. Gaines has had a fantastic season along the way. And, oh, by the way, we'll see how it all plays out, but Sebastian Joseph Day, who's missed just about the entire season for the Rams this year, may be available to come back and play in the Super Bowl. Time will tell. we still got some time to figure out exactly what the injury reports are going to look like and whether or not he and Robert Rochelle and one or two other guys may be able to come back in, in this situation. Fact of the matter is, they're good up the middle. They're incredibly good on one side or the other, depending on where you want to put Aaron Donald, because he goes to both sides. He doesn't have to live on one side of the line. They move him around all the time. Put Von Miller in his back pocket. Now what? This is an incredible advantage for the Rams going into this game. This is arguably the number one advantage they have. Joe Burrow's going to get his. Joe Mixon is going to get his. They're, they're, they're really good football players. Jamar Chase is a dangerous guy. But when it comes to that, right, when it, when it comes to playmaking, I'll put the Rams up against anybody. You, you, may, you can have the guys that I just mentioned, but Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson has had a, a nice season. Maybe he's not an elite wide receiver like some other guys, but he's certainly a guy that makes a big play for the Rams at least once or twice. He's an incredibly effective blocker. We'll see what happens with the Rams and the tight end. Tyler Higby, it doesn't look good. They're, they're still listing him as day-to-day, -day, but it doesn't look good whenever you see a guy go straight into the, um, the, the medical facility and not stop by the bench to get taped looked or tweaked where they twist you and punch you and all those things that they do on the side he just went straight to the locker room not a great sign but who knows Kendall Blanton has been able to fill in right there so if it just comes down to the ability to score points I think the Rams can hang with just about anybody if it comes down to getting a few stops here or there I think the Rams have a tremendous advantage in that department because look at San, I get it San Francisco is not a dynamic offensive team certainly not as dynamic as the Bengals are but when the Rams needed to tighten up, they were able to do it. When the Rams had to get going and do what they needed to do, they did. They got to Jimmy G. And I get it. Joe Burrow's a much better quarterback than Jimmy G. He's a far scarier guy. Uh, but Jimmy G is a pretty cool customer. I mean, maybe not the world's best quarterback in the world, but he's not a panicker, I don't think, in the sense of, oh, my gosh, that's Aaron Donald, that's Vaughn Miller. He kind of gets it. Maybe not the most skilled guy in the world, but they got to him when they had to. And we'll see whether or not 
that they can do the same thing to Joe Burrow. I, I think that that is where this game turns. If, if everything else goes according to plan, if everybody plays up to their ability, offense fires the way that it's supposed to, the special teams fire the way that they're supposed to. I'm talking about both the Bengals and the Rams at this point. And it comes down to the defenses, and they both fire the way that they're supposed to. I think the Rams have a big advantage. And something's kind of changed for the Rams in the secondary too, right? Eric Weddle has obviously been more than capable of holding his own there, been able to lead the team in tackles in the NFC Championship game. And, and, and perhaps more than anything, he has not gotten exposed as a guy who has not been there. And don't look now, but Nick Scott seems to be settling into that other role uh, as the safety. He, he was on my radio show, Travis and Sliwa, here in Los Angeles a couple of days ago, and I asked him, about that big hit that he put on Debo. Keep in mind that, that Nick Scott's given up a lot of size to Debo Samuel along the way. And he talked about, he, he footballed it out for a minute. You know, we were at a too high and there's an empty space there. When I saw that George Kittle did this, and I knew that this was going to happen here and he kind of walked you through the process leading up to the play. And then he said at the very end, he's like, and then you just got to come down to shooting your gun. And that's exactly what it was. Cause look, I got I got to stick my face in there. It was one of the cleanest hits you're going to see. One of the most vicious hits you're going to see, uh, DeMarco Farr said that that's as hard as you can hit a guy and not get called for a penalty in the NFL. So I think he's feeling a certain way. I think the Rams are playing with a certain swag on the defensive side of the ball. Darius Williams seems to be the guy that they're going at a little bit. Jalen Ramsey maybe can take out Jamar Chase. We'll talk about that coming up in some future pods along the way, whether or not he's going to travel with him. But the Rams defense in the back end is getting a little bit better every single week. In the middle, maybe we can talk about that uh, at some point. Troy Reader seems to to struggle a little bit at, at times. Ernest Jones is back. We'll see how he fits into the the scheme as well, but they really need to find a way the Cincinnati Bengals, I should say, need to find a way to try to move the ball against a Rams defense that seems to be getting better and better the deeper we go into the playoffs. And certainly when your vulnerability as a team is your offensive line, which Sam which uh, Cincinnati certainly is, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and Leonard Floyd are probably not the three guys that you want to see on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Okay, we're going to do something a little bit different coming up on tomorrow's Locked on Rams, or at least a little bit different for me, something that we haven't done before. I'm going to go through some of your comments. So if you want to leave them on the YouTube channel, on the pod, whatever it is, we'll go through some of those. If you've got any questions leading up to the Super Bowl, I'll do my best to answer as many of those as we can. That's coming up on tomorrow's Locked on Rams. Thanks again for making us your first listen every single day. Don't forget to make Locked on Bets your second listen. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Until then, whose house? It's locked on Ram's house.